Well, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Before we get into it, I just want to say that I'm sorry that this is late and I'm actually going to be doing two a week now instead of one, even though I've been late the last, only the last week, I think, um, uploading it. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm actually going to move to twice a week just because I've been hearing little little things here and there and it kind of makes sense to me that like, you know, it's hard for people to really get engaged with something like if you're only doing an hour a week, that's not exactly enough. And like I I just found myself like talking a mile a minute. Um kind of rushing to get all of all of my thoughts down in the hour and then I don't know, throughout the week, like, things are changing. I want to update you guys a little bit about, like, how it's all going down. Like, doing this every week has at least made me realize, like, how many things actually change in in the course of a week. Like, I know my last title was that we broke up on Valentine's Day. And, like, yeah, that that is still – the truth. However, like things have really been uh, like back and forth, like every which way in between now and then, which is just part of the craziness. But, um, you know, little dramas here and there. I'm not going to get that. I don't really want to dwell on the whole relationship thing in this particular episode, just like to give everybody a break from that. It's been a lot of drama, but like suffice it to say, I think like we've worked out to where it's at a good point where we can kind of cohabitate together without like too much overt toxicity. Um, you know, I, I did get like some nasty text messages throughout the week, just like on one day, but, but, you know, things are complicated. People are complicated and I'm trying to be a little bit more understanding and not just like, look for excuses to kind of like base my emotions off of. Like if I'm feeling a certain way about things, I think it's important to kind of address that and accept it without like having to find reasons for it. Like if I just don't think it's working, I shouldn't be like looking for for any little thing that he's doing wrong to be like, oh, well, this is why it can't work for sure. And that's kind of maybe what I've been doing like just not being confident or just not being sure enough in myself to just accept how how I actually feel about it, you know, and not need to constantly find new ways to justify it. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) sorry if I'm completely incoherent on that point today, but we're just going to leave it for another week. Uh, Everything is, is copacetic and you know, I just need to to focus on some other things. But on, honestly, I, it, I feel like yesterday was kind of an, another little breakthrough, like like how Valentine's Day was and like days leading up to that, I'm sure, you know, it's just a process. Yesterday, I felt like, okay, I actually do need to move out. And okay, so here I am talking about it. <laughs> um, Like our lease isn't up until like the end of October. So I had been thinking like, well, we should just stay, stay living together through October. Um, 
if that could work, you know, just like as as roommates, as friends, as I, you know, whatever the friends with benefits wasn't going to work out. So let's just do it as friends because rent is so expensive. We'd both be saving money. I really like this apartment. Like this is one of like, this is like the most beautiful apartment I've ever had. Um, I, I don't want to leave. I've like, you know, got things going here. I want to stay. However, I've been realizing and with the conversation that we had yesterday, it's like he actually does want me to leave and, and it is maybe just kind of like prolonging a type of misery. Like if this person, if Omar is saying that like he, you know, he, I'm breaking his heart. He, he really, you know, he does want to get back together, but yet, so like staying, staying together in the same vicinity is kind of like a torturous situation. And, and I can try to understand that a little bit more. I think I need to understand that a little more. I'm afraid I'm just like focusing too much on the material aspect of it. Like, oh, we have this house, the money, the just like practicality things where like, you know, honestly, that stuff will all figure it, it will all figure itself out. But I might be dooming like the both of us to just kind of a miserable, a miserable summer if we just have to stay here the whole the whole time together. Like it's preventing both of us from moving on. And like, I'm not trying to, I'm definitely not trying to jump into another relationship, but just like that freedom to explore. And for him, the freedom to explore and meet other people. Um, I think like he doesn't want to do that while I'm still here. He's flat out said he won't do that while I'm still here. And I feel weird about trying to move on too while I'm still here. But somehow in my head, I've just like, you know, been okay with the idea that I'm just going to be you know, celibate and single and just like focus on my career and whatever all summer. But that's kind of a weird attitude to take just to like completely deny yourself all these opportunities or just like the possibility of any kind of encounter, you know, for friendship or otherwise, just because of a lease like that. It's really not okay with me. And honestly, because my my goal here. Like, I honestly do want to remain friends with with Omar. Like, I really value him as a person. I think he's, like, a really special person. And I just, like, don't think that we're meant to be together as, like, you know, a married couple or just, like, being complete, complete, like, soulmates for each other. I just don't – I don't see – that aspect of it but like I do love him and I do care about him and I think he's like a really good person and we're like you know our each other's only connect like main connection um in this area that we live so to me I really want to remain friends like to some extent I want to like keep the door open I want to like not cut him out of my life like that seems really tragic to me um you know, blame it on the Venus in Aquarius. Like Venus in Aquarius is known for wanting to like maintain friendships with the people that they like and just not wanting to like cut people out of their lives at all. Aquarius is a fixed sign. So it, it's more like steady with that and just like seeing the potential for like a platonic person. Like I just want like good people in my life, like allies. But the problem is as soon as you sleep with somebody, then they, uh, they all of a sudden like, you know, it's like love or hate and there's no in between. 
and they can't like just look at you as a person. Okay, so I'm thinking like the only possible way that this could work with us being friends is if he finds another another girlfriend and that way I won't be this person who's like broken his heart and who like he's still pining after because he'll have somebody and then maybe we could see each other more on like equal terms and like just appreciate each other as people without like that feeling of like loss and abandonment and I I don't know maybe to a large extent I'm projecting I think I'm projecting like my feelings and fears onto him and what and he seems to have a very different worldview and like outlook like he's like you know I don't feel guilty for anything that's what you need to understand I don't feel and it's like well I feel guilty for everything um but I think it, it's an important like lesson and that's something I've like tried to learn from him is like not feeling guilty for things that like you just shouldn't feel guilty for and this is is one of those things where it's like people not everyone is meant to be together forever and ever so like these kinds of breakups and separations are are a natural part of life and you can't like beat yourself up and feel like a terrible person just because you can't sign on to this like massive commitment uh yeah and, and that's where i'm at now it's just like I don't feel like I'm ready for this commitment to be like, okay, it's you, it's just you and you f- for now and forever just because – and it's not even like it's just about sex or it's just like I can't commit to somebody. It's like if I am committed to somebody, I feel the need for us to be on the same path <laughs> And for us to have like shared goals or at least to be like both working towards whatever our goals are. And just I'm not trying to be judgmental, but just the way that I view how he like comports his life. I don't feel that there are there is the same the same kind of pursuing goals or the same kind of drive and timeline. And then I I'll just be like too critical to nitpicky like just upset all the time feeling like he's not doing enough we're not doing enough um part of this as I'm saying it right like I realize a lot of this is my problem and like I really can't be like that I do need to like let people do their own thing um and I'm gonna try really hard to be more like that because I've had to take those steps back over the last you know half a year honestly, at this point, since I've kind of realized that, you know, this isn't exactly what I thought it was. So I need to start treating it differently. And uh, yeah, but even so, it doesn't mean that just because I have to like step back and not try to micromanage people and let people have their own goals still doesn't mean that I can't, that I don't deserve to have the standards that I have and that there isn't somebody who would be more a, a better fit as far as just like their ambition and how they the kinds of ways that that we can like work together like being able to work together is somewhat important and I, I just feel like that's lacking um but yeah I'm trying to like <laughs> not just focus on the other person all the time right like you got to focus on yourself and what you're doing in the relationship that is you know causing problems because it's definitely definitely a two-way street for sure. So I'm just trying to focus on me and and like the things that I need to do and not and not be critical 
Um, but at the same time, knowing that this is like a real thing, I think I am going to be looking to move uh, into my own place in the next few months. Um, just financially for both of us, like it would be better if I waited a few months, but there's no need to like wait until the lease is up. Like that's just way too long of a time. Um, and it's just not fair to anybody. It's just like me trying to like hold on to like possession, like me like keeping somebody as a possession. And I'm really not trying to do that. I don't want it to like seem like that. Uh, but I have to just continually kind of reanalyze what my motivations are. And it's just like a lot of wanting to hang on to this here is just like out of fear and out of fear of the unknown, you know, and out of like guilt. And it's just like ideally we could associate together still as just two independent people. And I think that would probably be the healthier situation. I can't like just worry, well, what's she going to do without me here? This house is, this apartment is too big for just one person. Um, he's not going to have enough furniture. It's going to look sad, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm trying to like manage everything like 10 steps out into the future. And that's just like not practical. And it's just, it's not like my problem. Like I have to stop feeling like I am that powerful and can control everything. Like people, other people are competent, you know, <laughs> it's hard to admit it. It's hard for me to admit, but I'm sure other people can figure their, their shit out. Right. And he, he can. And like, he's like, yeah, I could be looking for other bitches. I could be. <laughs> and yes, this is like the language. It's, it's like a little bit silly. And so <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to be holding you back from that. Like that is what I had wanted him to do. Um, and he brought up because he listened to the last podcast, um, which is also why I'm a little bit like, maybe I don't want to just be going on and on about the relationship on here. Um, but he's like, I'm the one that suggested an open relationship. And it's like, yeah, that actually, yes, that's right. He's the one that first brought it up. But now he's saying that, well, he just brought it up as bait to like to test me and then you know but he didn't even know that at the time he says uh which really sounds like something I would say or something I would actually do use it as bait and then like the fact that I agreed to it proves that I really don't you know want to be in a relationship with him etc cetera, etc cetera. um whatever to whatever truth there is in that sure but like the fact that he brought it up could also has have proved to me that he wasn't that serious. And so I've never been able to fully commit whatever. Plus I have this hang up with my ex-husband, but, and also just like why I left that marriage wasn't, it, it was with the need to be independent for a while and not just jump right back into another relationship. But you really can't plan these things out and you really can't intellectualize it too much like what I was supposed to do. Like I'm going to be single for three years and then I'm going to get back into a, a serious relationship. And like you can't you can't plan that. You kind of have to take life as it comes. Um, I did jump in head first with this, but also I've I've learned a lot. And like him and I are both in better arguably better positions than we were. So even though there is like a lot of heartache involved in like the separation, I think we we both did gain a lot. And it's like, I don't think either of us regret it happening. 
like regret being together or coming together at all. Like I think it, it was definitely for the best. And I just, I just, that's why I want to be so careful with how it's ended because I don't want it to be like really bad. I really actually care about this person and feel responsible, whatever. And he just says, oh, well, stop, you know, stop stroking your ego, blah, 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 saying that I care. But it, it isn't, just, it's not that, you know, I actually do care. So, so I hope that, um, you know, by continuing to like be a nice person, but also stand, you know, stay true to what I know is right for me and for like my path, I think that will lead to the best results. And it's just like a leap of faith. It's like, okay, at at a certain point, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and be okay to go out there, be on my own and not be overcome by this feeling of despair that I will always be alone and I will never meet anybody else that I can talk to and that I've like, you know, gotten rid of two great people who are completely devoted to me because I'm just like too picky, you know, like that, those are like all the dark thoughts that could come. And then I, I I know like when I'm sitting alone in my apartment and like all of this stuff is finalized, it's going to feel weird. Like it's all good and well to sit here in my apartment to like complain to my coworkers about, oh, he did this, he said that and like, you know, make a whole, a whole show out of it. But then to actually separate from somebody is like really overwhelming to me. It just feels like it's like the end of the world, even though it's what I feel is necessary. I just hate being stuck in this position, honestly. Um, but I'm going to try to just like keep, I don't know, it gets, it gets into sounding kind of woo woo when I like, you know, bring in the universe or whatever, but I, I do feel like you can kind of feel what path it is that you're supposed to be on and how, you know, that you're doing the right thing. And I do have poignant moments where it's like, yes, of course, this is, this is the way you know, to do it, just like have faith and trust that like there'll be something on the other side that's going to be, you know, better for me and and like my growth. And, and same for him, like I'm holding him back from meeting somebody that he could, you know, grow with better. I might be too much of like a distraction and like a way to not focus on himself and and other things. I don't know. Then I, I just get sick of even hearing myself try to like explain it like I've got it figured out and like I'm just you know taking care of the world by you know (laughs) it's just like okay I I honestly don't know but here we are trying our best so that that's where I'm at on that one Mm. yeah it's been it's been an okay uh week (laughs) And like the last two days have been my my weekend and it's like one throughout the day, one day it's like we're not talking at all. It's just like really tense and weird. And then all of a sudden like it's kind of like nice and sweet and like we're, we're chatting and stuff at night. So it, it can be emotionally kind of complicated. And, and then if I stay here, you know, how many more months, it's only going to increase that complication. It's just like pulling off a bandaid as slow as you possibly can. And that's like not smart for any, any of us. 
So I will be probably moving in May is what I'm projecting. May or June. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm almost positive that that is what's going to happen. So I will definitely keep you guys updated on all of that. And I will be trying to do two, two of these a week um, just so I can like talk about a few more things and not have it be so, I don't know, kind of like an intense like dump basically. No, not, not in that way, but just like, yeah, just like, (laughs) just like, okay. It just can't be like that. Anyway, um, oh yeah, I also changed like the category of this podcast to be relationships instead of spirituality. Not that like I'm not going to talk about both, but just as I've been going, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm talking a lot more about relationships and I wasn't really expecting that, uh, but it also makes sense and I probably will continue to do that, especially as I go through this uh, actual breakup and moving on and navigating navigating all that. I'm definitely going to be talking about <laughs> about that on here. So if you're into that and want to follow someone's life who is, you know, arguably a lot more of a train wreck than your own, this is that place. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Mm, something completely different that I did want to bring up, like a PSA warning to everybody. If you eat at McDonald's, which of course no one should be eating at McDonald's anyway, um, I think they're participating in some misleading advertising. So I was sitting in my car um, eating my lunch at work uh, like two days ago and there's a McDonald's like really close to where I work. So I saw this like massive like the delivery truck for McDonald's and that the big ad on the side of the truck said like cracked fresh for you daily. And I had like a picture of like these eggs, like a basket of eggs. And it's basically saying that these eggs are freshly cracked. Now, as somebody who has worked in food service for for two whole years now, God damn it, over two years, um, I'd have a very hard time believing that. So I was like, no fucking way does McDonald's freshly crack their eggs when I've worked at Whole Foods and the place I work now and we get our eggs <clears throat> in a bag. The eggs come in a plastic bag and it is disgusting And I was surprised when I first saw it at Whole Foods, but we do the exact same thing at this place I work now. And so if I'm like, if even Whole Foods and this high-end place that I work now are using bagged eggs, there is no way that McDonald's eggs are freshly cracked. Um, So one of my coworkers at this place actually works at McDonald's as his second job. And I was going to ask him, like, what do you guys do at McDonald's? Are there fresh eggs? Tell me the scoop. But he did not come to work that day. So I, I did not get the inside scoop for you guys. However, I just looked it up on my phone. And it's pretty interesting. It's a, a yes and a no. It says, um, <clears throat> McDonald's Egg McMuffins are the only breakfast menu item containing eggs that are freshly cracked in 
<clears throat> the rest of the chain's egg items, such as the scrambled eggs and egg whites, are made from liquid eggs, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming are in a bag. We have a, we have liquid eggs that are also in a carton, but I think most of the eggs are are bagged. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then that's just like a random. No, that's just Business Insider's description. So it's interesting. They actually apparently do use fresh cracked eggs in the egg McMuffin. Um, I'm I'm shocked. Uh. Whole Foods, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're not on your game. McDonald's is beating you in this one uh, segment. But then, okay, I scrolled down a bit more and there's like a little blurb from the McDonald's actual website. And this is how they answer the question, does McDonald's use freshly cracked eggs? They say, our freshly cracked and scrambled eggs, as well as egg whites, are cooked on the grill with real no, with liquid real butter. <laughs> we also use the grill to heat our folded egg, which is previously cooked in our suppliers' kitchens before arriving at our restaurants. It's a stretch to call it a restaurant. Anyway, they won't give you a yes or no answer. So this is just pissing me off. It is a very roundabout answer. And they're basically saying no, that they have freshly cracked and scrambled. So the scrambled, when you say freshly cracked and scrambled, means the scrambled ones are not freshly cracked. Um, you got to really read between the lines here. And the egg whites are not. And the folded egg is not. But it is heated on the grill. It's like no one asked you about the grill. No one asked you about your liquid real butter, whatever the hell that is. The butter is supposed to be solid. The eggs are supposed to be liquid. Period. <laughs> But yeah, that's McDonald's. That is McDonald's uh, explanation for you. So if you were eating at McDonald's, I mean, this isn't really like the reason not to, but I guess get a McMuffin if, if you're going to get anything. Um, and yeah, so you know, like anywhere else you go, I would imagine most places are not using fresh eggs. And a lot of the scrambled eggs that you're going to get in like um, – buffets and stuff they come in a plastic bag and if you go to a store like whole foods or you know another store to get soup that soup most likely comes in a bag they're not made in in the pot they're, they're no one's chopping up ingredients and seasoning it they're cutting open a plastic bag and you know just hope to god that they're not heating it in the plastic bag because let me tell you i see way too many people heating up things in plastic and like that that's just a terrible idea all the the nasty chemicals like become way more active and seep into the food when you add heat so just like plastic and heat are should never you know be combined. Um, yeah. So I just want to, I don't know, some inside information. I would avoid the eggs. I would avoid the soup. I would avoid salad bars altogether. <laughs> but if you have to, just, you know, it's better to go in fully aware. Um, all right. I'm going to cut to commercial, get a drink of water, and recombobulate myself. Thank you. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to try to like talk a little bit quieter too because maybe my throat, like my voice, it's like a struggle to talk for even a half an hour. I don't really know why. I feel like I listen to so many podcasts and nobody else seems to have a problem speaking. And I think I talk a lot in in life. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, But anyway, I hope you guys can still hear me. Um, How's everyone's Mercury retrograde going? Uh, I think I mentioned it. I oh yeah, I definitely mentioned it in my last podcast because I was basically recording that podcast the day that Mercury went retrograde, and I lost like thirty minutes of my of my audio. Like somehow, right in the center of what I was recording, I don't understand how it worked at all. Um, completely disappeared. Had to re-record it. Um, was having a massive load of problems trying to re-record it on my laptop upstairs because Omar was home using the main computer and I need to do it in a privacy. So I had to go upstairs and it like wasn't playing back. It was just like a complete nightmare. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. Um, some of the, one of the astrologers I follow on Instagram said that their car battery died, uh, uh, like a few days after Mercury retrograde. And then one of my coworkers a few days later said that their their transmission in their car died. Um, Omar at his job, they lost power the other day. So they missed like three hours of work because the power went out. Um, just like, huh, yeah, there may actually be something to this. And, huh, Okay, this is actually like really creepy and I don't know how to explain it at all. But, you know, Google Docs, everybody uses Google Docs, the sheets, the whatever, um, the whole office suite. And I had this Google Doc going with all of my job applications and all the jobs that I've ever like applied to. Um, So it's like over a year old, this document, and it's completely gone. It has just disappeared off the face of the cloud. Like I looked for it in the trash in in like all I have like two emails. I looked at both of them. I can't find it anywhere. I never deleted it. Uh, I never, you know, I, I used it. I would go back and update it like fairly, not often enough, but fairly often. The whole thing is is completely gone, which freaks me out because it's like then any of my Google Docs could just disappear And I have one that I would like really be mad if it disappeared because I have so many people's birth charts saved like for my little astrology passion uh, pet hobby. I have like so many coworkers, family, friends, different celebrities that I've looked up. I'll just like copy and paste their birth charts so I can like go back and look and I have this beautiful little database. And if I lose that, hell to pay, hell to pay, I tell you. So I don't know what's going on with Google. That's, um, yeah, the same day I discovered the missing jobs uh, document or sheet or whatever, I also like all of a sudden, you know when you go, when you have multiple accounts on a computer and you go into like YouTube or, or whatever, there'll be like a drop down list with like your little uh, picture and your name and like you can click between the different accounts and mine is like one that I is usually used on the computer to do stuff on YouTube and it is it was missing off the drop down menu like I was just erased 
had to completely like type it in from scratch, refine my password, which luckily I had changed it not that long ago. So I had it written down somewhere, but it was like, how, why would that even disappear off the list? Like what would even cause that to happen when it, it looks the same like every day for months? I don't, I don't get it. It's really weird. So I'm, I'm like really believing in the, in the Mercury retrograde thing because there's like a lot of technological problems and communication hangups and all that. Um, also, also, if you've noticed, I did change my name on my on my page uh, to Judy from Inanna to Judy, and I think Judy is just like more of an actual name. It kind of not saying it matches me better. I mean, like from other people looking at me, I feel like Judy is is not that bad. It's also like a name that not that many people have who are my age. It's like a little bit of an older name. Um, anyway, the way that I des- decided to use it is I was listening to the Beatles in the car. Like I really love the song Helter Skelter. And um, I, I like a lot. I like a lot of their different songs come together. Uh, there's, there's quite a few, but it started playing like, you know how YouTube, it'll just like start playing another song from the queue next, even if you didn't choose it. And I was like in the car driving, so I wasn't changing it. And it started playing Hey Jude. And I've heard the song before. Like everyone, I'm sure everyone, even if they don't know they've heard it, you've like heard it playing somewhere. And I never really thought I liked it that much because it's just like a slower song it seemed like, okay, this is like a sad, slower song. and I, I really don't go for that. But I let it play and like it had me crying. But like I really, really liked it. Like I, the lyrics are so good. And it's just like I have a whole new appreciation for this song. Like it's actually a really, really good song. Um, so I was like, you know what? I will be Judy. And that is like a way better name than Inanna, which is like a little bit pretentious to go and like appropriate this whole goddess's name. So I'm not going to do that. I changed it on my Instagram too. So now I'm Judy. It's way easier to like, you know, it just, it makes more sense. Um, yeah. Uh, but if you haven't listened to the song, I really, I really recommend it. Like the Beatles have some really good ones. Like it's an overblown like name, like oh the Beatles. So like I feel like that alone would make some people just like not even want to go check it out because it's just like assumed that you know you are people already know all there is to know about the Beatles and there's like an older band, whatever. But they're actually really really good. Same with Black Sabbath. Um, yeah, who I've like the more I listen. And like at different points in my life now, it's like I have an even more respect for the music. Like it's a really like complex, I don't know. I was listening to even some Megadeth and Iron Maiden last night when I was doing yoga. Don't don't judge. Uh, they go great for yoga sometimes depending on your mindset. <laughs> and like I thought that, yeah, like the instrumentals and like the guitar playing on some of those songs are just really, really good. Um, so I would like give them a second chance. Sometimes classics are classics for a reason. Um, more from that era though, I would say 
I like the doors a lot. I like Jimi Hendrix. Um, I I hadn't ever heard that much by Janis Joplin, except I've heard that the Peace of My Heart song, and I love that song. She does it so well. So that song I love. Um, I know my aunt was like thinking of getting a little heart tattoo on her chest. I guess like Janis Joplin had that, so it'd be kind of like a an ode to her. Uh, which is a cool idea. Um, yeah. So, hmm. Hmm. Oh, I have a note here. I'm supposed to go to, I don't know if you guys have heard of Loudwire. It's like metal injection. These are all like heavy metal music websites, but they had something about a list of 10 artists considered to have influenced metal with a picture of Jimi Hendrix, which is like, huh, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix pretty huh trans uh trans genre basically and cream definitely but that's like a more known one but yeah black sabbath amazing just like last week was the 50th anniversary of their album black sabbath which is then like the 50th anniversary of metal as we know it which is a pretty pretty fucking big deal and it was like right on like the day before a full moon, um, strangely that night I actually was hanging out with friends from work, which is kind of, which is a rarity for me. And like that night, two whole different groups of people ended up hanging out, and I had I had everyone listening to Black Sabbath. They they wanted a music recommendation. I was like, oh well, let's listen to Black Sabbath. It just so happens to be the fiftieth anniversary, so we did, and I think everyone liked it actually think it went over pretty well so that was fun and it was like it's a good way to like you know commemorate the occasion um I always want to do that I always like want to do something special when it's like you know like a favorite you know musician or author's birthday or something like to I'm a fan of tradition I think this is like okay that sounds so weird because on the one hand, I'm completely not, but then like holidays and like making little celebratory like traditions, I love that. So I think like that's how my Capricorn traditionalism comes out, but it just gets obliterated as far as like tradition, tradition goes by like all the Aquarius placements, which, you know, don't like that. <laughs> um, anyway... Oh, well, speaking of astrology, while we're on astrology, um, there's a lady that I work with who I, I knew she was an Aries, but she's like really quiet and really nice. <laughs> so I'm like, there has got to be more going on in her chart than just being an Aries because she just doesn't seem like, you know, the Aries that I've, that I've known. So finally, um, I asked her for her place and time of birth and she was like more than happy to give it to me. So I was able to look it up and her moon is an Aquarius moon. And, um, you know, I wasn't exactly expecting that because I feel like that wouldn't, that wouldn't like, you know, temper down the Aries that much like it would a little bit as far as Aquarius would make her like more emotionally detached maybe more able to like 
you know, forgive and forget or like look at the bigger picture, I think, than Aries, which is more immediate, like instant reaction, like way more heated. Um, But I don't know the time of day she was born, so I don't know her rising sign. So at this point, I'm like, you know, it's got to be the rising sign that's doing it, which it's got to be an earth sign because she's just so like reserved and says that she's always been like, you know, someone who stays at home and doesn't like associate with a lot of people. So I'm like, it's got to be an earth sign. Um, Her husband is apparently uh, a Capricorn. So that does kind of point to like an earth rising, I think. Uh, I did check her north node. At first, I was thinking north node is dependent upon time of birth, but I don't think it is. And the north node is just like a mathematical point, I think. I don't know. But it's just like a point in the sky that is supposed to determine more like what you're headed towards being in your life, like what the kinds of qualities that you're supposed to be acquiring and perfecting throughout your life. It's like who you're evolving into. And hers, and she's like in her 50s, hers is Scorpio. So I was like, okay, I could maybe see that as maybe adding a little bit more to her her secretiveness or something. But it doesn't exactly explain it to me. And what's even funnier is like there's another girl at work who I have hung out with before who's like, who's an Aries, Aries, like the most perfect example of an Aries ever, just like trying to fight anyone and everyone. Um but then like being really like nice too. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. It's like so much energy. Um, and she's an Aries with an Aquarius moon. So I was like, no way. Like she literally has the same sun and moon combo as this other girl who I was like trying to compare them as being completely different. And that was why I couldn't understand it. So it's so it's so interesting. It's, it's that, that is why it's good to like collect all these charts so I can like try to learn a little bit by like actually having live subjects to study and like, well, this is the case for them, but this is how it's actually like manifesting in them. So what what other little things are tweaking it and how does that all like play a part? Um I think also like the house, which, you know, has to do with the rising sign, but like the house that your son falls in probably plays a really big part as well in like how your son's energy is manifesting out into the world. Like mine, for example, I'm a Capricorn sun, but it's also in the 12th house. So I think that adds to like my seclusion and just general accursedness in this life. Um. <laughs> I don't know. The 12th house is weird and I have a lot of shit in the 12th house, including my son, except on CoStar, which says it's in the 11th house and I can't process that yet. So I'm not accepting that. Um, but the the Aries girl that seems like an Aries, hardcore seems like an Aries, her son is in the 5th house. So that is the house ruled by Leo. And that I think explains why she's like always trying to like get friends together and hang out, go out to a club, I mean to a bar, not a club, and just like do things. Like she's a real, she like draws people to her, even though she like has fought multiple people in this group, she somehow still like wins them over to be her friend. 
which is really interesting. And I think it's that that Leo energy from the fifth house. Also, her boyfriend is a Leo. So I was like, huh, very interesting. I, I even told her once, like, see, your house is, I mean, your son is in the fifth house, which is the Leo house, and you're dating a Leo, and my son is in the 12th house, the Pisces house, and I'm dating a Pisces. It's not funny. I mean, hey, it's something, right? It's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got to, I hope, I hope this lady does like ask her mom what time she was born because I, at this point, like I would bet money that she's like a Taurus or Capricorn rising. Like it's gotta be. Um, I think, okay, I think Virgo, she would be a little bit more friendly still. I really think Taurus and Capricorn are like the, the real like dampening, quieting down effect signs. I, I don't know. It's just a hunch. I don't know. Um, ooh. Okay. Speaking of Capricorns, and I don't know if you guys follow the 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 YouTuber news or, or whatever, but um apparently Jake Paul, brother of Logan Paul, Paul brothers, uh, but the younger one, Jake who had married Tana or not married Tana, you know, it's all a little bit confusing. <laughs> but he is apparently starting this new business and asking people, kids, this is why people are mad about it, I guess. He's asking kids to like give him $20 a month. I think that goes up to like $50 a month after the first or second month or whatever to pay him to do like a virtual school, basically like instead of college or haha, in addition to college. But <clears throat> his pitch is like, you know, everyone is kind of pushed into the same cookie cutter mold career path. Like you got to do you know, you do your high school, you do your four years of college, maybe you go to graduate school and you get these student loans and then you're going to get this great job and everything's going to be fine. But when he's like, how's that, you know, how's that working out for people? It's a very legitimate point because so many people, myself included, have a a college degree and do not have a job that is anywhere near like paying the level of money it would take to repay those loans or to like make it worth it to have even gotten that that degree. Like I'm working a job that's basically like McDonald's with my fucking master's degree. So tell me what those $80,000 in debt did for me, okay? <laughs> like not that much. Um, so I think he has a really legitimate point in like criticizing the current system and how it's just like basically taking your money and not giving you like actual life skills. It's not really preparing you for the real world. Like he mentions like classes about, you know, uh, taxes and like paying your bills and like, you know, certain practical things like understanding credit, things that like we're never taught in school that play a huge part in how we like live our lives and just nobody, you know, nobody is properly educated on it. You have to kind of hit the ground running and like pick up what you can from your parents. But honestly, I think that is one of the big perpetuators of like um, privilege, you know, like you can only that you're going to have a hard time rising above your parents' level of um, socioeconomic class because you're only getting the knowledge that they gave you. For example, for example, 
my mom is like completely financially illiterate, like basically very nearly financially illiterate. Um, my dad's not, but they they never got married. They never lived together. So like I was raised by my mom and she taught me nothing about money that has no concept of it. She got some student loans to go to community college and then her dad paid all those off for her. So she just told me, yeah, just get all the loans you can. Your dad's going to help you pay them. Don't worry about it. You got to go to college. Like nobody thinks they have a choice to go to college or not. Like especially somebody who's doing decent in school and I was doing great in school. Like, of course, you go to college. That's just what you do. Um, So anyway, I got no training about credit, credit cards, taxes, all of that stuff just seems intensely scary to me. So I just like have a little bit of a mental block towards it Um, and trying to like you know, going back for my master's and trying to get into like finance classes, there's just like such a steep learning curve because I'm not familiar with any of like the concepts or the jargon. However, my friend from high school, the alcoholic that I mentioned in a previous episode, who's like struggling so hard in his personal life, however, you know, who's like a major alcoholic, um, He has a job now where he's making like a lot of money helping to trade stocks for this company and helping to like manage their stock portfolio and be like this financial advisor or whatever. And like he's very smart, of course, but like one of the reasons, which is interesting, I think, as far as how he's able to like do this job is his dad trades stocks online. His dad as like a really wealthy person who's very financially literate and has taught him a lot about how you even, like for someone like me, how do you even buy stock? Like how do you even do it? Like just that right there is like a big hurdle. And then how do you like manage it? So it's just like there's so many things in front of me stopping me from ever even taking that step that if your parents do it and you just kind of get that little leg up from your home environment, it means so much. So like schools could do a lot to even the playing field if they were teaching everybody about financial literacy. Unfortunately, uh, that does not seem to be the case. And um, they just completely act like that's not a thing and would rather teach you about um, the Civil War and the Pythagorean theorem, okay? So yeah, that, that's an issue. That is an issue. And, and like, um, and that's why I'm like thinking like, yeah, this is an interesting, this is a good critique that, that Jake Paul's making as far as like the current school system is not good. It is failing. It is failing this generation, whatever, a lot of generations now mixed in here. It, it's completely a bloated, a bloated institution. Um, but everyone is coming down really hard on this idea, just saying like, oh my God, what does he know? He doesn't have anything to teach. Um, he's just scamming these kids. And like, well, it remains to be seen if like it it ends up being a bit of a scam and if it's like not executed very well, like that'll be a fine criticism to make. But like the idea behind it is pretty good. And, And you can't say that he's like an idiot and isn't smart and doesn't, know what he's talking about at all because like he is in his early 20s and he is a millionaire like and he didn't go to college so you know the proof is somewhat in the pudding there and like 
you have to respect what someone's actually achieved, even though they might not seem like a real smart person to like, I don't know, these people criticizing them. Let me just say like H3, H3 and PewDiePie. I felt like PewDiePie seemed really out of touch when he's like, oh my God, you know, like student loans are some of the best loans that you can get. It's like, no, I mean, it's like maybe they have some of the lowest interest rates that you can get, but they're also for astronomically more money than you could ever hope to get a loan for. Like I could get a loan for like $100,000 to go to school, but can I, you think I can get a credit card for that much? No, getting a credit card for even $3,000 line of credit is a massive struggle. So that's where the difference lies. Like great that they're charging a little bit less in, in interest. However, the, the total amount that you're going to have to pay is just like huge and is, is definitely... I feel like it proves this is predatory lending to be offering these massive loans to kids right out of high school. You know, they could never get a credit card for that amount. And honestly, if they could get a credit card for that amount, they might be able to do a hell of a lot more with that money than if they just gave it all to the university. That's kind of what I think. Like if I had all that cash that I gave to universities, I could have bought property. I could have property that I could be making money on and it would have been a much better investment. But do you think I could get a loan to get property? Absolutely not. Only to more institutions. And um, it is kind of a racket. I think it's very similar to um, to med- medical care, health insurance actually, because it's like the only reason that they're allowed to charge so much money for like an education is because they're able to get that money paid to them because of these student loans. Like if people weren't getting student loans, they couldn't pay these astronomical tuitions. The colleges would start losing money and they would have to lower their prices. Like the cost of tuition never used to be this expensive. It's just gotten completely bloated because of the uh, the student loan situation. Same with health insurance. Um, the providers and the doctors and whatever are able to jack up all their, the costs. Like the cost of medicine is so inflated because insurance pays for it. So they're able to basically build the insurance for whatever. Now, if people had to be paying out of pocket more for their own, their own personally managed savings accounts, they would have to lower their prices or people just wouldn't be taking advantage of different things that they had. Now, it's a little bit trickier with health insurance, sure, but it is the same idea. And you really can't argue with the fact that the prices are like really blown out of proportion because they're able to get this money guaranteed to them. So they're like, you know, wherever you lie on the political spectrum, like some element of free market economics you know, supply and demand has to play a part in this. So I don't know. With with student loans, I am adamant that like student loans are are bullshit. And at this point, like I don't know what the solution is, but I'm for complete, you know, loan forgiveness, amnesty, whatever. And in the future, like we do away with them altogether. I, I don't know. Like how do we stop people from being victimized by the system and having this massive burden um, of debt that they can't get out of. So, so yeah, I mean, hey, Jake Paul, 
um, good for you for doing something, for trying something, for at least like raising that idea and being okay to like question the status quo. Like that's a good thing. And uh, as a Capricorn, I'm not surprised that, that that he would start something like that, this like traditional institution, this like kind of management heavy thing. Um, when he and Tana were dating, I had to like look up their I – lo- I watched some video analyzing their like astrology charts and like it was all too perfect. She is a Cancer. He's a Capricorn. And like it all made a lot of sense. So I was looking at his chart and he's like heavy in the Capricorn. And I think that really comes out. And you can just really tell the difference between him and his brother. Logan is an Aries and like, whoa, you can tell he's an Aries. And I think it's great that he's gotten into boxing. That's like, you know, perfect for perfect for Aries to be physically active and get the the combat out in some like more healthy way. But yeah, anyway, astrology is just a great way to like see people, it, it, you know, understand people a little bit better. And I think that, that, you know, I just appreciate Jake's effort here as a fellow Capricorn trying to trying to do something and hey, criticize the execution all you guys want. But, you know, there's no need to defend uh, the current system just because you don't like what this kid's proposing. That's my take on it. A little bit, a little bit of a more nuanced take. Okay, um, I will come back to you probably sooner than a week. So have a good couple of days. Bye, guys.